0: Dear friends, this is Evan Papp from Empathy Media Lab's podcast on labor, political economy, arts, and culture. Based within the Washington, D.C. Beltway, you can find us at EmpathyMediaLab.com. We are a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network, which is broadcasting working people's voices 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Check out our show and all the shows elevating the voice of working people throughout the world at LaborRadioNetwork.org. As part of our labor series that stretches from Pittsburgh to Chicago through Detroit and Benton Harbor, I stopped in Cleveland, Ohio, where I was born and much of my family still lives. My mother grew up in an Irish neighborhood off of West 25th Street. And my father grew up in a Hungarian neighborhood on East 120th Street. My grandparents on my mom's side lost their house and savings in the Great Depression. One of Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal policies focused on building affordable public housing, which created jobs and saved destitute families like my grandparents. The New Deal's first public housing project was the Lakeview Terrace in downtown Cleveland. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt came to the 1937 inauguration of Lakeview Terrace. My grandmother, Pearl Reddy Smith, met Eleanor on that day and my family has never forgotten. My grandparents became the first tenants of this beautiful social experiment in federally funded public housing. I'm forever indebted to the policies of the New Deal led by FDR. We must expand the genius and morality of these policies to benefit people now and for generations to come.
1: I loved living there. It was huge. Look at these guys. My mother, she loved Eleanor Roosevelt. This really saved her.
0: Cleveland grew rapidly after the completion of the government-funded Ohio and Erie Canal in 1832. This key transportation link connected the Midwest with Appalachia states between the Ohio River and the Great Lakes, stretching from the Atlantic Ocean through the Hudson River Valley to the Gulf of Mexico via the Mississippi River. By the early 20th century, Cleveland had emerged as a major manufacturing center. The Great Migration rapidly increased the population of northern industrial cities like Cleveland as many African Americans left the Jim Crow South in search of better opportunities. In 1911, my great-grandfather on my father's side immigrated from Hungary through Ellis Island, New York and headed straight for the economic opportunities in Cleveland's Hungarian-American communities. My grandfather Russell on my mother's side was a second-generation Irish American. After fighting in World War I, he worked in the steel mills of Republic Steel, which was America's third largest steel company. By the 1920s, Cleveland became the fifth largest city in the United States, with a foreign-born population of 30%. As in other American industrial cities, these new American families often lived in overcrowded housing in slums and in tenements, since quality housing was often scarce and unaffordable. Cleveland was hit hard by the Wall Street banking crash of 1929 that created the Great Depression. President Herbert Hoover feared that too much intervention by the government would destroy rugged self-reliance. Oligarch banker Andrew Mellon, who was the Secretary of Treasury for three presidents from 1921 to 1932, advised Hoover to liquidate everything, quote, liquidate labor, liquidate stocks, liquidate the farmers, liquidate real estate, purge the rottenness out of the system. Enterprising people will pick up the wrecks from less competent people, unquote. This barbaric free market fetishism from the Hoover administration would lead to tens of millions of destitute or dead Americans. From 1929 to 1933, US manufacturing output decreased by one third. Half of Cleveland's industrial workers lost their jobs. One third of those who remained employed were downgraded to working part time and had a difficult time supporting their families. My grandfather Russell was one of these republic steel workers, placed on reduced hours with much smaller paychecks. Almost 50% of the nation's labor power was going unused. When thousands of banks collapsed, my grandparents lost their savings. They were on the verge of losing everything.
1: This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. The withered leaves of industrial enterprise lie on every side, and the savings of many years in thousands of families are gone. A host of unemployed citizens face the grim problem of existence, and an equally great number toil with little return. Practices of the unscrupulous money changers stand indicted in the court of public opinion. They only know the rules of a generation of self-seekers. They have no vision. And when there is no vision, the people perish. Yes, the money changers have fled from their high seats in the temple of our civilization. We may now restore that temple to the ancient truth.
0: Franklin Roosevelt took the oath of office at noon on March 4th, 1933. Roosevelt's policies came to be known as the New Deal which created jobs for the unemployed, welfare for the poor, investment in public works and production, and regulation to rein in Wall Street bankers, cartels, and corporate monopolists. With the collapse of the private sector, the New Deal passed the National Industrial Recovery Act that established a national public works program, known as the Public Works Administration, or the PWA. This was the largest public works program in history that used indicative planning to build modern infrastructure in transportation, health care, education, energy production, and flood control, creating millions of high-skilled union-wage jobs. Despite the opposition from the National Association of Manufacturers, the Chamber of Commerce, and industrialists like Henry Ford, on June 16, 1933, Roosevelt signed the act into law. The PWA also built public housing for poor people like my grandparents. In 1935, the PWA made Cleveland the first federally funded public housing project when it built Lakeview Terrace. Designed to improve quality of life, this public housing project included a multi-purpose community center with a gymnasium and performance stage, and playgrounds with lots of green space. The housing units built on a hill are arranged in a fan-like pattern to maximize natural lighting with water views of the river and lake. At the 1937 inauguration, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt was in attendance for the dedication of Lakeview Terrace. My grandmother Pearl met Eleanor Roosevelt at the inauguration before moving into her new home. The success of Lakeview Terrace became the blueprint for public housing adopted by cities in Chicago, Detroit, New York City, Atlanta, Birmingham, Dallas, Philadelphia, and many others. Tonight in the United States, there are over a half million homeless people sleeping on the streets. The current pandemic and depression is risking millions more. We are on the verge of economic collapse. As political leaders offer small fixes, we need to resurrect the spirit and substance of the New Deal. We need a 21st century public works administration, along with the expansion of numerous other New Deal programs. Between July 1933 and March 1939, the PWA funded more than 34,000 projects, including airports, bridges, post offices, schools, and hospitals. I hope future generations of Americans today will have the opportunities that I've been given because Roosevelt and the New Deal government saved my grandparents. We are forever a New Deal family. And the United States is still a New Deal nation. How are you feeling about America, Ma?
1: It's scary. It's scary. I fear for my children and my grandchildren. They're going to go through some tough times. Hope they're strong enough. I think they are.
0: If you like what you heard, hit the like button, leave a review, and subscribe to hear future episodes. You can find us at EmpathyMediaLab.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Patreon at EmpathyMediaLab. Research was supported by the Living New Deal, which is keeping the New Deal legacy alive with an interactive map documenting thousands of New Deal projects. Learn more at LivingNewDeal.org. We want to thank our Patreon supporter based in Chicago. Empathy Media Lab is a production house, artist studio, and event space. If you'd like to collaborate on a story or are seeking media services, you can email me at evan at empathymedialab.com. Union solidarity forever. Thanks for listening and keep on pushing.